Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monterey. Podcast. This is not Justin Monorail, nor is it Samantha Monorail, McKenna Monorail, Chicken Nugget, Garrett Monorail. It's still me. We're still living in the Poochie era of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. It's still me. It's Landon uh, coming to you from the isolation station of love. Hope everybody's doing well. Wanted to bring you another episode kind of similar to what I did last week. It was so well received. You got to give the people what they want. That's a phrase that not only I live by personally, but also seems to go well with podcasts. So here we are giving the people what they want. Some more news from the House of the Mouse on a Monday morning. Hopefully your weekend was good. Here in East Tennessee, we are uh, still trying to get our heads above water, literally and figuratively, because we had a bunch of really, really Really heavy uh, thunderstorms come through and hail, uh, which which I'm a big fan of hail, considering at one point it turned my car into a golf ball looking thing. But uh, yeah, just have a few pieces of Disney news. Want to talk to you about, right. maybe discuss a little bit. Uh, maybe we'll get some. What is that? Hello? Hello? Hey, can, hey, can I come in? Uh sure when when i said we could get some interaction i was talking more on the facebook but 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 i guess come on in yeah oh hey hey man how's it going oh my god ladies and gentlemen it's podcasting superstar justin monorail justin monorail how hey. you doing buddy it's been a while what's up man it's good to see you I, I just wanted to drop in i i heard you were recording a new episode of the morning monorail today and i was like man i i should make a special guest appearance and you know, I, I missed everybody. I missed you. I missed being on the mic. So here we are. I'm here. You know, uh, I know last week you were letting people know kind of what uh, what was going on behind the scenes and what maybe led to the, the Justin Monorail absence. And I just wanted to, I, I mean, first of all, I wanted to address those things and kind of give you all an update on it. But I did have a little break. Uh, the, the NPA tour uh, was on, uh, on, you know, hiatus this week. So for spring break and Easter, so. I, I was able to take a little time out of my busy schedule to come by. Well, I'm glad you were able to find a little bit of a busy time uh, out of your schedule because uh, it sounds like the Monorail family has uh, quite a few uh, fires going on, so to speak, except McKenna, who, again, I think that was very rude the way she told me to mind my bleeping business last week. But that's uh, pretty on par for McKenna. Um, uh, so, buddy, how goes the Yu-Gi-Oh-esque world tour of you becoming the greatest pog master there ever was 
Well, you know, there, there has been some confusion out there because when people hear me say NPA tour, they think I'm saying NBA. And I just, first of all, I want to squash that rumor right away. I, I have not joined the NBA. I know the trade deadline just happened. I wasn't traded to the Phoenix Suns. Um, no, I'm, I'm here, you know, still out of the Orlando area and I have joined what, you know, people were shocked when, uh, ESPN started letting people know that there was like an actual national putt putt tour that was competitive and like you could win money if you were really good at it. Well, believe it or not, there is a national pog association and I, I'm just, you know, I'm a, I was a little rusty when I got started, but man, I pulled out my old slammers. I've got some some classic like heavy metal slammers, and I am dominating the southeast region right now. I I'm getting ready to to go to nationals, and and if I if I can somehow find a way to to finish in the top five, I'm gonna go international. I'll be facing the Russians, and everybody knows. Wow. They're they're really like if you watch Queen's Gambit, they were good at chess. They've retired all their chess players, and they just totally bought into Pogs in the early '90s, and um, and so that's when you know you've made it if you can compete with the Russians. I mean, you've already clearly gone through uh, regionals. You're preparing for nationals, and now you're looking at going internationally known. That's uh, that's that's some big stuff, especially <laughs> going up against uh, the Russians. Which I mean. I think I'm safe to say were the enemies in about 85% of all movies in the 80s. So, I mean, right. not only will you, will you be fighting for national pride, you'll be fighting for pride of Sylvester Stallone. That's true. Uh, and I'm going to go over the top with my slammers. There you, go. you got it. Yeah. And uh, I, I just hope that, you know, when they tell my story, when they write my book, uh, when the movie is made for Netflix and it comes out that, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping Zac Efron is cast to play me. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. I could see that. I've already heard some rumblings that Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to be writing the music. I would be honored. I would be honored. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, we we could have our very own Hamilton-esque story. Just hopefully it doesn't end with you being shot at the end. By the way, spoiler alert. I I apologize if you haven't seen Hamilton. But it's on Disney Plus and it's fantastic and and, and you should go watch it. I'm talking to you, Sam. By the way, Disney Plus prices went up a little bit this week. They Uh, did. That's that's not a new story we're going to talk about. Just want to mention it. Still a great value in my opinion well you know it's true and and you mentioned the news do you mind if i hang out and talk disney news with you today buddy i mean technically it is still your podcast even though we're alive and thriving in the poochie era of the uh, morning <laughs> monorail podcast but yeah sure i mean your your name's on the lease so so i guess i really can't say no nice all right let's do it let's get into it then hey um by the way uh last week you were you were uh Taking the driver's seat for episode 149, did a great job. I was, first of all, thank you for doing that, man. Thanks for picking up the mantle and, and carrying it forward. It made me proud. You did a great job. Oh, Pe- people might expect that means today is episode 150, but it is totally not. This is ep- this is not episode 150, okay? What? It's not. I, I, I meant to send you this note uh, before you got started, but... No, it's it, this cannot be episode 150. This is this is let's call it 149B. Okay, I mean that's fine. I wish you to told me this uh, earlier this week because I bought a lot of fireworks to mark the occasion. I uh, I have a. a some kick line dancers that w- we're going to close out the show with. Um, uh, so. 
Okay, yeah, that's that's fine. Sorry. Uh, I I'm will sorry. Just send you. Yeah, um, I'll send you my expenses, and you can reimburse me uh, through the uh, Venmo or, uh, okay. or PayPal or however people are being paid online these days. I'll give you a percentage of what the podcast is making, and right now that's in the negative. So uh, good luck with that. Do I really want a percentage of it? Anyway, <laughs> we will discuss the uh, money business off. Line, uh, but yeah, we got a couple stories I want to touch on and talk about. I don't know what you, Mr. Monorail, are bringing to the table, but on this end, uh, we're gonna uh, talk about some new park hours for the month of June. Uh, speaking of fireworks, a new job posting and what that means. Uh, and uh, Bobby Chaps is at it again, saying people are happier now than they were uh, before the pandemic started. We'll talk about that. We call that a tease in the business. But first, I for one welcome our new robot overlords because right now for the next 30 days until April 23rd, Disney is testing a new contactless admission piece of software to the theme parks they're testing facial scans and facial recognitions from the walt disney world resort website quote at walt disney world resort we are always looking for innovative and convenient ways to improve our guests experience especially as we navigate the impact of covid19 with the future in mind and the shift in focus to more touchless experiences, we're conducting a limited 30-day testing using facial recognition technology. Uh, now, I do want to say this is all, uh, you know, if you don't want to opt into this, they still have the tried and true method of, you know, what they've been doing in this new COVID era. Uh, you do have to be 18 or older, but children under the age of 18 can still uh participate in this test program but that's only with the consent of a parent or guardian who must be present when the testing happens uh jay mm -hmm. two questions since you uh, are a resident of orlando florida when you're not on the world uh just pogging people uh a have you experienced this facial recognition technology and b what are your thoughts on it as a whole i haven't experienced it yet from what I understand, they're testing it out at Magic Kingdom first, and um, it actually, like you said, they're going to do it for 30 days. It lasts through April 23rd, so I'm guessing they've just started it. We haven't been to the Magic Kingdom, actually, in a couple of months, so um, I, I would totally do it. I'm for it. I am a person who loves new technology. I love mm -hmm. it. I, I mean, anything that can make things a little more seamless a little more smooth for the entry experience. I am in support of that. You know, when they first started rolling out the new security checkpoints where you don't have to have your bag searched and you just walk through and it's got these intelligent scanners that are learning all the time. And, you know, I actually yesterday, and we'll talk about this more later, as we were going into Epcot, I got pulled aside. And it's happened to me a couple times now where we go through the little... Uh, what do you call it? The we'll, we'll just say the AI scanners, and um, they pull me aside. I'm not sure what it is I'm doing. I must be doing something weird because I didn't even have a bag yesterday, um, and I got pulled aside for secondary screening. Um, but mm. yeah, I don't I don't know what set it off yesterday. But when you aren't pulled aside, it is such a nice change to just be walking through these scanners. You're not slowing down. You're not standing in line. You're going to stand in plenty of lines when you get in the parks. So absolutely <laughs> no reason to stand in line before you get in there. And so this to me is like another step in the right direction. I feel like it's interesting that they're making so many changes to the, uh, the touch points 
I would call them turnstiles because I, I don't know, I feel like turnstiles, even though they don't have physical turnstiles anymore, everybody knows what a turnstile is. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only do you potentially have this option at Magic Kingdom to do the facial scanning, but also they're starting this process of rolling out the all-new uh, Magic mobile service on your phone where you can use that instead of your Magic Band to, to tap in. Um, I'm, I'm just pro technology. I'm for it. I don't mind. Like, I think some people feel like, oh, well, you know, it's a bit of another kind of invasion of privacy because they're going to brothers watching. Yeah. You. They're tracking you and they're, they're stealing your, your identity. Like, yeah. I don't know. I went all Jesse Ventura there, but, but yeah. yeah, they're going to scan your face and then they'll have that, you know, record of that. But what, what I have, you know, what I've read, because I, I pulled this out too. I wanted to talk about it with you was that, you know, when you first sign up for it, you scan your magic band, you stand up, you take like hats and visors off, but you can keep your face mask on. They scan your face that first time. And then from then on, when you come back, you just walk up, you step up, they scan your face, you walk in. I mean, if it's, if it works and it's effective, I will totally do it. I think it's awesome. I, they, <laughs> they do it at the airport for people. So, you know, yeah. And if it works so well for the TSA, I mean, why can't they do it at WDW? By the way, you mentioned you can keep your uh, face covering on. There's no can. You are required to keep your face mm-hmm. covering or mask in place. But if you're like me and always go to the park rocking the uh, hat and sunglasses combo, you will need to take those off for the face scan uh, test, which which I mean, it's like I it, anytime these types of technology are introduced there are people you know data security and privacy concerns and 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 i made fun of it a little bit earlier but it's like i do understand the privacy concerns especially in this day and age but i mean like it's you already mentioned this isn't you know groundbreaking world-changing technology that's brand new this is this has been several places and so i mean it's like okay and and if it gets me into the park faster thumbs up for me yeah yeah so you're pro as well yes i i am pro as well i too like technology uh still not sure on the whole mobile pass thing because you know i am a hardcore magic band guy but mm-hmm. you know i still have that option i like to accessorize uh the magic bands that i'm wearing with the previously mentioned hat and sunglass combo that i look so good in yeah i'm i'm pro magic band as an accessory but i also am totally up for making things even easier and say I forget my magic band or say I'm on Soren and it falls off of me or something like may have happened Again. <laughs> in the past. <laughs> um, it, you know, phones don't typically just fall off my wrist. I want to know if this happens to anybody else with their magic band. Am I just wearing my magic band wrong? Do you ever, while swinging your arms, end up getting your magic band caught on your pocket or maybe a cargo pocket or something as you swing your arm and it strips it right off? Because it's happened to me more than once. I don't know. Not on uh, not on pockets, but I have a drawstring bag that I normally carry with me. I have gotten it caught on the string from said drawstring bag. So yeah, yeah. It's happened before. Not fun. Yeah. Luckily, I got my magic band back. That was my famous farewell to Illuminations magic band and it came back to me, which means it's truly mine, of course. <laughs> um, I still can't believe you got that thing back. That's amazing. I yeah, but anyways, um, having the option to use your phone for it and and I and in preparation for our conversation today, I actually opened the My Disney Experience app because I read that the Magic Mobile service has shown up on My Disney Experience already, and it, it is there. But when I click on it, so from the main page, if you want to find it, you've got a little hamburger option menu down at the bottom right of your My Disney Experience app. You click on that, and it comes up, and it says Disney Magic Mobile Service. 
If you're an Android user like me, you're going to get the wah wah message of, sorry, this is only available on iOS. Um, yes, Master Race. <laughs> so, uh, so eventually we'll get it on, on the Androids as well. But I, I just, I love the changes. Like I said, I'm pro technology. I also maybe am on the side of, I, I, it never even crosses my mind to worry about like, oh, giving Big Brother more information. And maybe that makes me stupid, but I'm also like, I live in a world where I have a cell phone that tracks all my moves, mm -hmm. records everything I'm doing. I, if, if you think you're walking around in public and people don't have you on camera and know your face, you're wrong. I, this stuff is yep. just happening. And my least concern is giving that information to Disney. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to know your preferences of, of, of uh, your Dole Whip flavors. <laughs> right. Like, Oh, this person really likes Red's revenge. Let's look out for him. They've been tracking us with magic bands anyway, guys. Wake up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's like the people that are complaining about how the government's tracking me. It's like, okay, you posted this on Twitter. That's already a knows your location. You unlocked it on your iPhone that knows your face and your finger. <laughs> Print, so yeah so so anyway. what's going on yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry to sidetrack yeah yeah let's uh let, let's quickly veer this monorail back on track <laughs> otherwise we're going to record a whole different type of podcast that i am definitely too sober to do um uh but uh, speaking of sobriety, if you're like me and like to head over to Epcot and uh, maybe drink around the world, shout out to Tipsy Ducks in Love. Woo. Last week, we talked about some uh, hours uh, for the parks. I believe it was for a 10-day stretch in April. Uh, from their official website, Disney has announced uh, park hours for June, and they are drastically different from the park hours we saw last week, particularly where Epcot was, I think, staying open till like 11 or something, mm -hmm, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, anyway uh, starting in June, Magic Kingdom will open at 9 a.m., close at 6 p.m., with park hopping being available from 2 to 6 p.m. Epcot opening at 11 a.m., so you can get a very late breakfast, early lunch, or a brunch, I think the kids call it, and then closes at 7 p.m. with park hopping available from 2 to 7 p.m. as well. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios will be opening at 9 a.m., closing at 7 p.m. with, again, park hopping available 2 to 7 p.m. And then finally, Disney's Animal Kingdom, much like Dolly Parton, is working 9 to 5, opens at 9, closes at 5 with park hopping hours available 2 to 5 p.m. Also worth noting, Disney's Blizzard Beach Park opens in uh, June, and uh, they have announced hours of 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. for the second week of June. And then finally, Disney Springs, which, I mean, if you're going down to Orlando, Florida, definitely go check out Disney Springs. It's awesome. The uh, hours posted for June are open at 10 a.m., close at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, Jay, drastically different hours from what I talked about last week. So, um, yeah. uh, and uh, kind of feels like it's going the wrong way because I thought as the year went on, we would see the return to quote unquote more normal operating hours. Mm -hmm. And it really feels like they're going in the opposite direction. Am, am yeah. I alone in feeling that? No, it's, it is strange that they trimmed it back a bit, but. I want to talk about a weird phenomenon that Garrett and I experienced yesterday at Epcot, and maybe this is part of what's going on here. I, I, I don't know. Um, and, and we weren't alone in feeling what we felt, and, I, and I'll mention another reference on this as we go, but we were in Epcot yesterday during, you know, th this whole month, spring the spring break time frame all the way through Easter, the parks... The park passes have been gone. It's like totally at capacity. It just happened that I made this reservation several months ago, and so we were able to go to Epcot yesterday. But 
knowing we were going into the park and it was already at capacity, I was concerned it was going to be like a real busy day and we wouldn't be able to do that much. And, you know, maybe we'd go in. My main concern was I wanted to take in the new lighting effects around the entryway at night. Um, That was the main thing I wanted to do. I wanted to get a little food. But other than that, I was just going to call it, you know, it's a good day just to be in Epcot, basically, and, and try not to get myself in situations where I felt uncomfortable. What Garrett and I found, though, was it was one of the more empty days we've seen since the parks reopened. I, I don't know what was going on, but to be at capacity, not giving out any more park passes for the day, we ended up riding more rides than I think I've ridden at Epcot in probably six to seven months. Um, and we didn't wait wow. longer than, like, the longest waits we had were Test Track and Frozen, and both were 30 minutes. Everything else was walk-on for us. Um including Spaceship Earth, which at least usually has like a 15, 20 minute wait. But um, like it it was shocking to me. And I'm just, I'm wondering maybe because Disney expanded the hours uh, for the anticipated increased crowds here in March and early April. I wonder if now they're like, oh, it seems to be maybe the crowds aren't where they expected. So they're going to trim it back a little bit. I don't know. It's weird. It's very strange. (laughs) I mean, that is definitely a possibility. Disney isn't, you know, they haven't opened the thing wide open 100% yet. So, I mean, that is a good possibility that the crowds aren't where they expected to be. So they feel like they can uh, pare back the hours, you know, save a little bit of money and stuff like that. But at the same time, you did talk about how this is a very, very busy time of the year for Disney pandemic, regardless. Uh you talked about how they there are no more park passes to be able to give out due to the spring breakers and people through Easter. When I called uh, Disney's customer service, I guess a couple weeks ago, I was on hold for 40 minutes to talk to a representative, uh, and and I called like like not even during a peak hour. Like I called after I got off work after lunch. So it's like you would think people are you know doing their jobs or whatever, but uh, but it was about a 40 minute wait, found out I called the wrong number and it's like, Damn. yeah, I can transfer you, but uh, it's a 90 minute wait to speak to that representative. And uh, the person I talked to, which by the way, I really wish I remember her name. She did a great job per usual with Disney's customer service. But she said, if I were you, I would wait until A, we're done with spring break and B, call back after Easter just because right now we are being slammed and inundated with people trying wow. to book those trips for this time uh, period. So I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, it's a capacity. Not that surprised to hear. Right. But your experience of feeling like it wasn't, you know, like wall to wall people like that's yeah. That's surprising. To me. It was so strange. And, and it was funny today when I was looking at some articles for our discussion pre-recording. Oh, I mean, sorry. Uh, when I realized I had a break from my M- NPA tour. <laughs> kayfabe, kayfabe. we got to keep it kayfabe. <laughs> um, I was on allears.net, and I noticed they had an article with the headline, Disney World Parks are all at capacity today, so where is everyone? Like, that's the headline. And I was like, that's exactly what we felt like. Uh, it was a beautiful day yesterday. It was like 89 to like 90 degrees um, like in the middle of the day. And as the sun started going down, especially, it was it was absolutely perfect in the parks. Um, you're talking Epcot's got flower and garden in full effect. They actually had, I want to say on the live show, not maybe, I think it was two weeks ago, someone told me that there were um, local bands that were playing <laughs> as part of the flower and garden festival. I was like, no, they're not doing that. Yeah, they did. There was wow. <laughs> there was a there was a band called uh, the Hooligans. 
um, that were playing yesterday. Um, so there, there was like a lot going on, but we were walking around World Showcase, and I was just like, "What? What is going on?" It was busy around Mexico. Sure, there was a wait to get in the Mexico Pavilion, but that even wasn't that long. Um, the only thing I can imagine is that people are disappointed that they haven't the uh, animatronics on the three caballeros haven't returned yet, and so they're they're boycotting Epcot right now. Um, <laughs> that must be it. Yes. Yeah, I because I don't know. I mean, it was surprising. It really was. So, I you would think June that is like summer's in full effect. People. As we continue to move forward, more and more people are getting vaccinated. Um, we're hopefully, you know, starting to walk towards the light at the end of the tunnel for this whole global pandemic thing. You would think that tourism would be starting to pick up. I mean, Disney obviously needed room capacity. They opened all-star movies back up. Um, I don't know. It's really weird. Why, why train the... I don't, I don't get it. I can't solve yeah. this puzzle. <laughs> Especially in June. I mean, if uh, if your governor has his wish, it'll be 100% wide open and back to normal by then. But, you know, that's not how this works. Uh, yeah, okay. That's all I'm going to say about okay. uh, Governor Death. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. A uh, little odd that they're going the way they are with the park hours, especially for the time of year. But And especially some of those closing uh uh, times we got 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 7 p.m., and 5 p.m. in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Doesn't exactly seem like we're going to be returning to uh, nighttime shows anytime soon, at least in the month of June, based on those hours. And the reason I bring that up is uh, if you are a firework aficionado expert, I don't know the technical term, boy, does Walt Disney World have a job for you. Jay, uh, are, I, I know you're an amateur fireworks enthusiast. Are you a professional? Uh, no, unfortunately, I never went professional in, in the firework uh, game. Ah, well, unfortunately, I don't think this job will work for you because ah. this was posted to DisneyCareers.com, which is a website that I probably need to visit more often. Yeah, because I can go work at Disney, whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, this is for the position of the fireworks and special effects principal designer and the reason i want to bring this up is a if 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 this is the position you've been waiting for congratulations go get it and just uh i guess give us uh park passes when you finally get it and uh don't forget your monorail friends when you make it big but uh the other reason i want to bring this up is it does seem like disney does have bringing back uh nighttime shows in mind mm -hmm. not in the month of june just based on the last story we talked about but uh the Job summary for this uh, position, the fireworks and special effects principal designer serves as the creative leader and overall representative for the Disney Live Entertainment Fireworks and Special Design Effect Department. The demand of the role at Walt Disney World requires an in-depth understanding of the design intent and the ability of realizing it through the effective execution of the creative process. As the leader... The fireworks and special effects principal designer directs all special effect designs, including pyrotechnics, helping to prioritize, organize, and problem solve during the entire course of a project. The ideal candidate for this position must have a minimum of seven years of experience in the entertainment industry, working in show development and operation of live shows. So, you know, I only have three years of experience in the entertainment industry, working in show development and operation of live shows. So, you know, me personally missed it by that much. But uh, yeah, it's like, I, I think this is an interesting job to have, not only from the, hey, cool, I get to 
work with fireworks and design these shows that millions of people come to love and cherish. It's like, but yeah, could you imagine if you're the guy that designed Wishes, a show that still to this day, if I think about it for too long, um, I start to, you know, cry a little bit that just like touches generations of people. And then also it's like, I don't think this is a shocking development for anybody that Disney does have a return to nighttime shows and fireworks in mind because I'll be honest planned in October I'm really hoping fireworks are back by then because a not only do I love Disney fireworks my mom is an even bigger firework honk than me maybe <laughs> I need to forward this opening to my mom she, she, she'd probably like it uh but yeah it's like fingers crossed that this can get back to normal but uh I think it I'm also curious to see what this new person could bring to the table so to speak in designing and setting up these shows we could in theory be seeing something completely different and completely new that we've never seen in walt disney world yeah it is really interesting um it makes me wonder because i know they started doing some firework testing at magic kingdom i feel like that was maybe six seven eight weeks ago that people started reporting that they you know late at night there was some firework testing going on or maybe early in the morning I think there's been some of that at Epcot as well. It almost seems like, um, was it like a false start that they were like, oh, we're going to start doing these. And then they're like, wait, let's hold off. Is it another one of those things where they're planning, like you said, maybe they're just aiming now to bring all this back in October because they know this is another thing that would boost attendance. Um, people are going to be excited for the return of the fireworks shows. And why not just get that all on like the 2022 books, right? Um, mm -hmm. So maybe they are kind of ramping with their eye to that, and they're going to put everything off until then. It's it's a, it's a bit unfortunate because people are going to travel during the summer. I mean, if that's what's happening, and, I, and this is wild speculation on my part. Um, that's what we do here. We wildly <laughs> speculate. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a little unfortunate because obviously, like you said, uh, looking at the hours in June, that means that more than likely there won't be nighttime shows. We know already that you know Animal Kingdom's not going to have one in the near future anyway. Harmonious, I don't know if they've you know started to play around with a date. I think it's been one of those things, kind of like split Space Twenty Twenty One. It'll happen when it happens, uh, or Space Two Twenty, um, and. We know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> 20. Space sometime in the future, some number. <laughs> um, restaurant in Epcot. I, I just, at this point, based on the fact that we know, we know with about 99% surety that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is ready to go and they've just made the arbitrary decision to wait until October to start it, to open it up. Um it just makes me feel like a lot of these things that, hey, you know, people are coming to the parks now without it and, you know, they're fine. Let's just wait till October and then we can really kick things into high gear. That's kind of what it feels like to me. And especially with everything going on in October, that is, you know, uh, the kickoff of the 50th anniversary. You already mentioned Remy's uh, going to be opening. Uh, you've wildly speculated that uh, that's when uh, Tronstruction could come to an end. I think that feels a little less likely but at the same time it's definitely a possibility as we've talked in previous episodes particularly in m34d they do like to have a lot of grand openings in october so i mean yeah. maybe they are circling and eyeing october on the calendar to bring this stuff back i mean just bring it back please disney i like fireworks yeah yeah we all do we're you know you may not love fireworks outside the Disney parks. You may just be like, well, you know, if you've seen a fireworks show, you've seen one, you've seen them all. That's not true at Disney. They're magical. No. 
They make mm-hmm. you cry. Yep. The mm. show and the story they tell. And much like uh, it, everything in Disney, it's magical. The, the, the fireworks are magical. The calories don't count. Yep. Uh, y- your bank account, you don't worry about it until you <laughs> leave the park and then you really worry about it. But it's magic in Disney. It's true. I, I would love to know what the interview process for this position is going to be like. Will they will they ask them to like design a five-minute fireworks show in Flash and submit that, and then they like compete against each other like, oh, look at, you know, this person really went for it in that five minutes, and um, oh, this person went all fountains. We can eliminate them because this was a firework <laughs> interview, not a fountain interview. I don't know. Turn it, turn it into like a reality TV show. It's like <laughs> like like have a panel of judges. Yeah. Joe Rody comes out of retirement to, to be one of the judges. Actually, I love that idea. Oh my yeah. gosh, this is a perfect idea for Disney Plus. Why not? Seriously, yeah, yeah. I would I would uh, stomach another price increase if we got America's Next Top Firework Engineer guy this, on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Mm-hmm. Make Once it again, happen. Disney, we're, we're, we're giving you great ideas here. <laughs> This is All we ask is an executive producer title. Yeah, this is good. This is good. It's I, I, We're giving them gold as usual. As usual. We're back on our ish, as the kids say. But we already talked about how Disney is magical. And, and just like me personally, walking in through the turnstiles at Magic Kingdom, just thinking about it, I'm smiling. The hair on my arm is standing up. It makes me happy to be in the house of the mouse. Mm. And... Uh, According to one Disney head honcho, people are happier now during the pandemic than they were before. Uh, In an interview uh, that he gave, good old Bobby Chaps is back at it. Disney CEO Bob Chapik made some bold statements saying that people are happier at Walt Disney World Parks now during a time when visitors must wear face masks and can't get the full experience of, you know, fireworks and character meet and greets and all that other stuff. Then before the pandemic, quote, our guest satisfaction scores since we've reopened across the world have shown that indeed our guests are even more satisfied than they were prior to the pandemic. Chapik goes on to say, quote, our teams, our teams here have been hard at work, making sure that when we reemerge, that we're going to do so in a way that's actually going to improve the guest experience, even versus a pre-pandemic situation uh that last quote uh was more focused towards reopening disneyland next month which yay again it's reopening but uh jay as somebody who has been going to the parks during the whole as i vaguely point the background at the world burning it's less burning now but it's still burning um your thoughts on bobby chap's statement there does anybody really believe this (laughs) i mean I, I, it's it's shocking to me, and he could very well be re, like re- referencing survey statistics that are le- legitimate based on the surveys that Disney is conducting. But a couple things: one, these are Disney conducted surveys; they they cho- pick and choose who they're sending them to because you know they know like when they send them out, um, it's someone who has a My Disney Experience account; it's someone who has a linked magic band. They've been in the park. Sure. They're anonymous. And when you send them back, they're anonymous results, but you can't tell me that they don't somehow direct these to different demographics on purpose. Um, and the thing about it is you're interviewing people who have decided to come to the parks, knowing there's a pandemic, 
knowing that face masks are required, knowing all of the protocols that are in place. And I can tell you that as a person who I feel like I'm going to take every precaution I need to to try to be safe when I go to the parks. I know that there's risk involved. I know what the protocols are. I'm accepting all that stuff. And like I told you when we were talking about Epcot, if it was going to be like a packed, really busy day, I was just going to be happy to be in the parks. I think that's the case with a lot of people, especially you're traveling out of town. You're just like you've wanted to travel. This has been a tough year. You, especially to go back to the most magical place on earth, it's a, it's happy. It's a happy time, even dealing with all the things you have to deal with under the current, current circumstances. So I just feel like you're kind of interviewing a skewed fan base that is going to say, yeah, it's great. I'm happy to be back, you know? And Disney's been upfront about, you're not going to get all the entertainment. You don't have nighttime shows. You're going to have to wear a mask all day. You're going to have to social distance in line and all that sort of thing. My main complaint has been about other guests, not about Disney when I've been there. So, mm. You know, because people people who don't want to follow the rules, they don't want to pay attention. Look, if you're there, you have agreed to do these things. Just do the things. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so, it may as a person who has some generalized anxiety, I don't like <laughs> it. I don't like it when people aren't following the rules. It bothers me. And, like, I'm not going to, like, start a riot and, you know make it my personal mission to like prove a point to people or anything. But I just, I obviously notice when there are people not following the rules and that makes me uneasy. But otherwise I, I feel like the cast members have done a great job. I feel like Disney's given me everything that they promised. Um, and like I said, the information has been out there. So it's, and, and the people who are like, I'm not going to use the word. Well, maybe I will. The Karens. Okay. <laughs> The sad thing is when you pause, like, oh, he's going to say Karen, isn't he? He's going to say Karen, <laughs> and lo and behold. <laughs> they, okay, what are the odds? Because uh, you know that those people are in the parks every day, and they're going up to cast members, that, and they're complaining. I was told to wear my mask when I was in line eating. That's not fair. I, I was in line. Nobody was around me, and the cast members like, yes, but these are the rules. Um, <laughs> those people exist, but they're not mm-hmm. representative of the majority. They're the vocal minority. Odds are... If those people get a survey, you know, you have to imagine that's a very small population of the survey. So I'm just saying you're quoting results from a biased population and that's fine. But you cannot really tell me that people now are happier at Disney than they were before all these things changed. That's not it's not you. You know, Bob Chapik, that that is not true. You know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I do think you're right. He's citing some surveys. So I guess technically he's telling the truth, but at the come on, that is that is such a disingenuous <laughs> thing to say. It's it's like I think you hit the nail on the head. Last year kind of sucked, and this year continues to well not suck as bad, but still sucks. Uh, and people are just so starved to get out of the house to get back to some feeling of normalcy, just to go back to their happy place, uh, for the lack of a better term, just to walk into the park like, oh yes, this is fantastic, we love it, thank you. It's like yeah. if if. If you're in the desert and, and, and you're dying of thirst and somebody gives you like like a cup of muddy water, yeah. they're, they're like, so what'd you think of that muddy water? Man, oh, that was that was the greatest thing I've ever tasted. Yes. It's like, really? Really? Yeah. Is it? It's like, I understand why you're saying that, but come on. Yeah. Come on, Bobby Chaps. Yeah, give them a survey. Are you happier now that you have that muddy, muddy water than you were before? <laughs> yeah, because I was dying of thirst. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, well, look at this. The survey says it's 100% everybody's <laughs> happy, so you know uh, in your face, nerds. And guess yeah. what? We're going to keep serving muddy water for the rest of time. <laughs> Come on. Come yeah, on. And, and yeah, yeah, like, like I technically... I don't think he's wrong, but at the same time, like, come on, Bobby Chaps. Come really? on, Chappie. You, you, you know better, Chappie. Come on. Anyway, uh, Jay, that's all I have when it comes to the news that's fit to report. But I know, uh, speaking of surveys, yeah. it seems like Walt Disney World has reached out to you on what your thoughts are on Epcot. And uh, true. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention over the last several uh, live shows and podcasts <laughs> that you, Justin Monrail, have appeared on. You have opinions on what's going on at Epcot, don't you? Uh, mostly barge opinions. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, angry barge opinions. I promised on this last live show that I was going to go and angrily shake my fist at the barges. I did it multiple times yesterday. I know it makes no, no, no difference at all, but I did it. Uh, <laughs> did our buddy uh, security Matt have to come and, uh, and separate you and the barges? Luckily, he was at the International Gateway. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to see him, but that also means he didn't escort me out of Disney for uh, <laughs> angrily shaking my fist. I didn't. Sir, I, the barges are reporting you're harassing them. Please stop <laughs> harassing the barges. There, there were no inappropriate hand signals. I just balled up my fist. I made an angry face under my mask, and I shook it. And I looked at the sky, and I asked God why. And unfortunately, I guess Epcot God is dead because the barges. Did oh no! Wow! Wow! Oh, that's 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 a little dramatic, but oh, oh wow! The Epcot barges did not get struck down. They weren't smote before my eyes. So obviously, <laughs> no prayers were answered yesterday. But yes, <clears throat> yes, Epcot did send me a survey. Well, Epcot Disney sent me a survey about Epcot yesterday. And I previously mentioned Dead God of Epcot sent Jay personally <laughs> a, a survey from beyond the grave. <laughs> God, so I guess it's not. Anyway. Yeah, this is a post-mortem. Uh, <laughs> posthumously surveying me. And In his will, his last wish was, make sure this one barge <laughs> hating idiot gets this survey. <laughs> I decided it would be really fun to do this survey while we were recording the show today because I want you all to hear my answers. And God Almighty, please ask me about those barges. Please. I have not, <laughs> I have not previewed this survey, but if they don't directly ask me about the barges, I can guarantee you I'll be using that freeform box at the end to share my opinion. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, like, I could very easily see the question is, so what do you think of Frozen Ever After? It's a great ride, but while I have you here, I want to tell you about barges. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There will be barge opinions. So if, if you've never gotten a survey from Disney, essentially what they do is you tapped into a park. They know you did because you used your magic band or your magic pass or whatever that is. As I said, Disney's tracking you all the time, whether you like it or not. They send a survey to your email and they say, hey... Uh, we hope you had a great day. By the way, we know you were at Epcot. Uh, would you care to answer a few questions for us? And I'm like, of course I want to answer a few questions for you. I have to balance out the fact that at one point, Samantha Monorail received a survey and said she didn't care about Figment. So I have to fight the good fight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still not over that. I'm uh, wearing my pass holder Figment shirt literally as we record. As y'all know, Figment is my dude. Yeah. These things, by the way, make a difference. If, if you think that Disney isn't actually... I mean, just listen to Bobby Chaps. He quotes Yeah, them. Bobby Chaps <laughs> will tell you everything is fine. These surveyed people say so. Yeah, yeah. So 
When you first click on the link, it takes you to a, hey, thanks for doing this. This will take like five minutes. It's not true because sometimes these surveys are long and it takes a long time. Um, to begin, where do you perma permanently reside? It's a map of the entire world. Number one is North America. That's where I'm at. And then they ask for country or region, United States of America, and my zip code. See, all this information, they're gathering everything. They want to know what my social security is. Um, <laughs> and now they're going to have your face. That's right. They'll have my face. They have everything. Are you 18 years of age or older? Yes. Our records indicate that you visited Epcot on March 20... Big brother! Watching me, brother! <laughs> It's 1984. Who knew that Big Brother was going to be wearing a Mickey hat? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's Hulk Hogan. He's watching me, brother. Um, oh no, no, brother, no. <laughs> and is this correct? The answer is yes. I was there. Please rate your overall experience at, at Epcot on March 27th. I'm going to say it was excellent because it was. Ooh. It was a really good day yesterday. Will you return to the Walt Disney World Resort in the next five years? So you're asking an annual pass holder. <laughs> The options are definitely will, probably will, may or may not, probably will not, definitely will not. And sometimes these will have a follow-up. So if you were to say definitely will not, they're like, well, why are you not coming back? The answer for me, of course, hey, I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. I'll be there tomorrow. Definitely will. If you return to Walt Disney World in the next five years, will you visit Epcot? All the same responses, definitely will. Please rate the cleanliness of Epcot on March 27th. Options, excellent, very good, good, just okay, or poor. Um, in my opinion, Epcot was very clean yesterday. That's kind of a product of having a lower crowd level, so excellent. The bathrooms, also nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting for McKenna's bathroom blog. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, that would be popular. How much do you agree or disagree with this statement? Congestion slash crowding in certain areas of Epcot made it difficult to get from one place to another in a timely manner. Yesterday, congestion was not a problem. The only place we ran into it was in front of the Mexico Pavilion. Otherwise, it was pretty wide open on all of the pathways, promenades, and corridors. So in this case, I'm going to strongly disagree with the statement that congestion crowding in certain areas made it difficult to get from place to place. Seems like the right answer. This one is, Epcot is too crowded. <laughs> strongly agree. Somewhat agree. <laughs> Neither agree nor disagree. Somewhat disagree. Strongly disagree. On, on another day, I might have said strongly agree with this because I'm telling you, there have been days we've been in World Showcase that it has been wild. Just packed mm -hmm. to the gills. Yesterday was not that day. So we are going to strongly disagree. It was not too crowded yesterday. And I'm just yeah, answering... I remember y'all were Facebook living yeah. while you were in the World Showcase of like just had to be a couple months ago. It's like just watching that video gave me it's like oh there are way Ooh. too many people there and they're too close together. Yeah, as Jen and Frank would say, skivots. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to strongly disagree with this because I'm answering based on yesterday. So please rate your experience with the cast members, staff, if people don't know what cast members are, at Epcot on March 27th. Excellent staff members. Cast members are always amazing, and once again yesterday, that was the case. Mm. Please rate your arrival experience to Epcot on March 27th. They want to know about the entire experience from first arriving on property up into including the moment you entered the park. Please be sure to take into account parking, Disney transportation used, and all cast members encountered along the way. For us yesterday, we drove into the Epcot parking lot. They were doing the 
uh, skip a space between cars, which I appreciate. Um, mostly because I like to sunscreen up right when I get out of the car and that gives me room to do so. And also then it's not overly crowded and you don't have to have awkward interactions. Do I open my door? Do you open your door? <laughs> Are we going to kiss on the way out? What do we do? Um, that's always my favorite part of parking. <laughs> um, and then of course the security is seamless now. No bag check. Although I didn't have a bag yesterday. And even though I went to secondary screening, that security guard was super nice. She complimented my shirt and my shoes. So Ooh, wow. Zoe Zoe liked my shoes too so I'm going to say that was an excellent experience please rate your departure experience and again from from when you began moving toward the exit in the park um, until you arrived at your hotel or left property okay so the the exiting we left the park closed at 11 last night we left about 10 o'clock uh, wasn't overly crowded. Of course, there aren't any parking trams r- running right now, and we had to walk to the car, which not a big deal. You need some extra steps after a day at Epcot because you probably ate a lot of food. And mm-hmm. um, so, all good. I'm going to say excellent on that as well. So that's always the worst part of the day, leaving. Yeah, it is. That's it's the sad. that's the hardest part. Um, I know. I know. Tom Petty told us that waiting is the hardest part, but. <laughs> Well, Tom Petty never went to Epcot, did he? I don't know. He probably did. He lived in Florida. Yeah, he was from Florida. He probably did. Mm -hmm. Approximately what time did you leave Epcot on March 27th? I just told you the answer to this. Do you all remember? 10 o'clock. Right, Zoe. 10 o'clock. Please rate each of the following in regard to... By the way, no barge questions yet. Please rate... (laughs) Thank you for pointing that out. (laughs) You haven't exploded in a volcano of rage, so I think we all realize that. (laughs) Rate each of the following in regard to your visit to Epcot. Character experiences, excluding character dining or character cavalcade. Well, that's interesting because excluding character dining or character cavalcades, there aren't a ton of character experiences. Sometimes they're doing like the little pop-ups where they'll have Pooh come out with his butterfly net and he runs around outside of imagination. And I guess... Just Pooh everywhere. Yeah, Pooh all over the place. I guess uh, <laughs> Anna and Elsa have been showing up in Norway to greet people outside of their normal little uh, visits that you can do in the in, inside. They come outdoors. I know Mary Poppins shows up in the UK Pavilion. So I think they're talking about this sort of thing. Um, and I didn't experience really any of that yesterday. I don't think I saw characters outside of Cavalcade. In fact, I didn't see a Cavalcade yesterday. Hmm. So I'm just going to say didn't experience. You can answer excellent, very good, good, just okay, poor, or didn't experience. I'm going to say didn't experience. Now they're asking specifically character Cavalcades, processions. Um, what was your... Uh, please rate each of the following in regard to your visit. I didn't experience. I did not see a character Cavalcade or procession yesterday. It's very strange. I usually see multiple. Atmosphere entertainment, performances such as street theater, musical groups, bands, varieties of acts performing either on stage or off stage. Here's one thing I'll say. The hooligans played three times while we were there yesterday, and I don't, they cranked it, okay? They cranked the, (laughs) we could hear, we were standing in Canada, and we could hear very clearly the songs that they were playing in, in the American Pavilion. They started playing Baba O'Reilly. Garrett recognized it before I did, and I was like, "I was like, that just <laughs> this is me being an old man." I was like, "What is that? It sounds like noise." And Garrett goes, <laughs> "Garrett goes, that's how this sounds. That's how this song starts." And then I stopped for a second. I was like, "Oh, it's Baba O'Reilly," so I could hear it loud but and clear. Still, like, 
Wow, yeah, they they cranked it. Yeah, they had it turned to 11, and apparently I'm too old. Um, (laughs) But what I did see, you know, I'm a fan of the musical performances. I'm a fan of the street theater, the street performers. I'm just going to say excellent on that. Rides attractions, excluding all other experiences previously rated. We had a great time. Short waits. The rides went, other than getting stuck on test track, which actually for me, Mm -hmm. for me, listen, if you're a real one, you know that your goal is to get walked off of Disney attractions. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And it's like, before, before we shut this, uh, pod down, I want to circle back around and talk about that. Okay. Okay. So we're going to say excellent on this one, uh, because it was all good. And I enjoy when rides break down and I get to see behind the scenes. Uh, please rate your food and beverage experience at Epcot on March 27th. We ate at Katsura Grill yesterday. I tried something I hadn't had before, which was the Minchi, Minchi Katsu Slider. Um, and it comes with fries. And then Garrett had his pork ramen. Did we eat anything else? I don't think we did. We didn't have any of the festival food yesterday. Um, I did have an avocado margarita from La Cava. All of it good. All of it good. I'm going to say excellent. Mm-hmm. Garrett's ramen, the picture you posted, looked amazing. Yeah. Here's one thing I'll tell you about that ramen. Fair warning. They put, like, pickled ginger in there. And if you're not a fan of the taste of ginger, it tends to be pretty overpowering in that ramen. Mm-hmm. Garrett Garrett likes it. He's a fan of it. Um, for me, it's a little much in the ramen. Um, okay. So I, don't, I think they make it fresh. So I'm pretty sure you could tell them, like, no, no ginger. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll definitely add that or or, or go light on the ginger. Yeah, because it, it does. It kind of takes over. Mm, mm, okay. Please rate your shopping experience at Epcot on March 27th. We went to Mitsukoshi. Of course, we always course. have to go to Mitsukoshi. <laughs> we went to Mouse Gear. We also stopped at a couple of the festival booths with some of the festival merch. Um, all in all, very good. They've got, oh, I got a new shirt yesterday because they have this new, it's like a spring uh, Walt Disney World shirt that is, it's almost like a mint color, it, like an Easter mm. mint color. It says Walt Disney World. It has like a retro logo, um, like a circle logo on the front, and then it has the Sensational Six. Um, nice. And the character designs all look really cool, so I bought it, and I'll, I'll be sporting that very soon. So we're going to say excellent. Photo pass. Um, they want me to rate my photo pass experience. The only thing we did was on ride, so we're gonna say we didn't. Let me see if it says uh, Disney photo pass service allows you to have your picture taken at Walt Disney World using professional equipment. All pictures are linked together. It doesn't mention on ride. I will say if you don't know, if you're an annual pass holder, uh, photo pass is included for annual pass holders, mm-hmm. uh, which is perfect. a very nice per- perk. Um, Universal doesn't do this, by the way. And I wish, mm. I wish that they did. We're premier pass holders at Universal, and we don't get our pictures. I mean, come on. Really? Yeah, it's true. That's messed up. By the way, I didn't think we were supposed to say the name of that park. Oh, sorry. Podcast. I've been. I'm out of practice. I'm rusty. <laughs> sorry. Come on, kayfabe, dude. Kayfabe. <laughs> so we're gonna say didn't use PhotoPass. By the way, we're at 13. percent This is supposed to just take a few minutes. <laughs> yes, five minutes. <laughs> Thinking about the time you arrived at Epcot until you left, how would you rate your experience with health and safety measures? So here's where we start getting into some of the COVID protocols. Um, excellent, very good, good, just okay or poor. In my opinion, Disney's doing a great job. Some of the new things that I noticed yesterday was they are um, loading multiple parties into cars and test track now, which is new. Um, but I mean, they do have the plastic barriers while you're standing in the queue. And then once you're in the car, 
Um, you're mostly outdoors. You're spread out enough. I think it's okay. They do have plastic uh, clear curtains, or no, they're they're not curtains. They're um, they're just plexiglass dividers on the frozen ride now. Um, so you have those between the rows, which it kind of takes a little bit away from that experience. But that ride's great anyway. Um, <laughs> we were in the back, so we had two like a couple rows of plexiglass in front of us, and it does make it a little more difficult to see through because that ride gets a little bit of, of water splashed on it, and uh, the ride uh, or the plexiglass tends to get a little it's it's a little smudged. It's got water on it, so it makes it a little harder to see if you're just looking straight ahead, but. All in all, I accept it because you're, you would be too close to people otherwise. Um, I'm going to say excellent. I think Disney's still doing a great job with their health and safety protocols. Not that in, is excellent. Yeah, yeah. Not including the new bundle of health and safety measures. Please rate the safety and security at Epcot. Always good. This is for this one's for Matt. Hashtag find yeah. Matt. <laughs> We're giving him an excellent. How much do you agree or disagree with this statement? Weather had a negative impact on our visit to Epcot. Why would they even ask this? Yeah, <laughs> unless Disney can control the... Oh, my... They can control the weather! <laughs> um, I'm going to strongly disagree because it was a beautiful day in the park yesterday. So, uh, My travel group and I got to do everything that was important to us during our visit to Epcot on March 27th. Strongly agree. We did more than I thought we were going to yesterday. Now, for each of the following operational changes that have been implemented, please indicate what impact, if any, it has on your intent to return to Epcot sometime in the future. Physical distancing. You can answer positively, positively impacts my intent, no impact on my intent, or negatively impacts my intent. Well, I appreciate the social distancing. I say it positively impacts my intent. Guest temperature screened prior to entry or theme park entry. Positive for me. I like it. Limited character meet and greets and character dining experience. So we we did, you know, for adults who go to Disney, we probably do more than like the average person when it comes to character meet and greets because I feel like they're fun. And by the way, we get the free photos, so why not do it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't. I like the cavalcades. I think the cavalcades have been a good change. I like that they have characters out and about that you can see randomly in the parks. I think that I think to me it's kind of like a net no impact. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna say I, no I impact. That. Yeah. Uh, Disney Fast Pass Plus temporarily suspended. Oh boy, should we go on a Fast Pass Plus rant? Um, I don't care. <laughs> See, like I'm 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 on the exact opposite. I want those fast passes. Like like yeah, okay, that involves me at 7 a.m. You know, when my window opens, I'm refreshing the app, seeing what's available. But I know what I am going to be able to do and when I'm going to be able to do it. So I can start kind of planning out my trip in my mind. It's like, I know I know a lot of people, it's like like you for one's like whatever on Fast Passes. Uh, some people don't like Fast Passes. Uh, I know in Disneyland, they had a drastically different Fast Pass-like service. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, as the person who only gets down there a couple times a year, it's like, I like those Fast Passes. And I get it. I, I, I do get it, but I also feel like you're letting the tail wag the dog a little bit with Fast Passes because you're, you're, you're at the mercy of, this is what I could get, this is where I have to be at this time, and you're not, you're not doing Disney the way that I think you should, which is go where the breeze takes you, enjoy your day, and make the most of your time. I know it sucks to stand in line, but if no one has Fast Passes, we're all in the same boat, 
And by the way, yeah. virtual queue is better anyway. So I, I, I will agree with that. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say no impact because I'm not going to say positive or negative. I'll just say no impact. Well, uh, I think you have to because, I mean, there was one positive and there was one negative in this conversation. So true. a positive and a negative, no impact. Yeah. Extra magic hours uh, temporarily suspended. This does not impact me because I'm not a resort guest. So no impact. Nighttime spectaculars temporarily paused. Um, I have to say negative on this one because mm -hmm. yeah. while I get that they're trying to discourage people from crowding together and, and you know they're trying to encourage social distancing, I do miss the fireworks. So we'll say negatively. Use mobile order service and pay in-app for food and quick service. I love it. I would do it all the time. If mm -hmm. every single location needs in-app mobile ordering and payment, positive for me. Absolutely. Yep. Agreed. Which of the following best describes where you stayed? Um, my own home is an option. <laughs> my house. What would you say was the main purpose of your visit? Uh, to visit friends, relatives, to visit the Walt Disney World Resort, or business trip convention meeting? For me, of course, just to visit WDW. What are the primary reasons you chose Epcot? Please rank your top three. There are a lot of choices here. By clicking the most important reason first, the next important reason second, and the third most important reason last. So here are the options. I'll read them real quick. It's a weather-friendly park to celebrate a special occasion, to experience the rides, attractions, and shows, to experience a limited-time seasonal event, to experience a specific attraction or show, and then you can list it, to experience limited crowds, friends or family wanted to visit, to experience the seasonal decor, to experience characters of the park, to see a favorite character, to shop, to eat, other reason. So why did we go to the park yesterday? It's a good, it's a probably a good question. Why did we go to the park yesterday? <laughs> um, we went, I would say number one was to experience the rides, attractions, and shows in general. So I'll put that as number one. Um, number two is going to be to experience, to shop or to eat? Let's say to eat is number two because we did no, that. That's good to eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, we didn't really take advantage of too much of the um, Flower and Garden Fest other than they were giving out free go-go squeezes and we totally picked up a couple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we talk about go-go squeezes a whole lot on this podcast. I know. We, I'm surprised we're not sponsored already. I'm going to definitely open go-go squeeze. Yeah. Holla at your boys. Yeah. I'm going to say to experience a limited time event because, I mean, of course we were there to see the flower and garden stuff. We just didn't do that much of it. Was Epcot your first choice for a reservation on March 27th? Yeah, it was actually. Including you, how many people were in your travel party? That's two. Uh, now we'll be asking for some details about each of the people in your party. Enter your age. None of your business. Where's the none of your business <laughs> option? Please. Uh, and gender and it says you can prefer not to answer so you can do man woman other or prefer not to answer uh, but it doesn't give you that option on age <laughs> yeah does it give you the option to say i'm turning 31 the seventh time <laughs> you no, there's no there's no option for that one how many guests in your travel party created their own theme park reservation uh if your entire traveling party was on the same reservation, you put one. That's a one for us. What type of admission? We're annual pass holders. Uh, which, if any of these, did you visit on the same day? None. We didn't park hop. That was a question about which park did you go to if you went to another one. 
Which of the following, if any, describe you? Uh, we are Disney Rewards Visa credit card holders. Uh, we are Costco members. We, let's see, uh, yeah, we're a member of the Castaway Club. We're Tables in Wonderland members. We're a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, they're going to read this survey like, oh, we got them. Yeah, we exactly. Yeah. Uh, prior to your visit, which of the following best describes how you felt about visiting the theme parks? Number one, I was ready to visit theme parks as soon as they reopened, regardless of whether health and safety measures were in place. Number two, I was ready to visit theme parks as soon as they reopened with proper health and safety precautions implemented to protect visitors from COVID-19. Three, I waited until after COVID-19 treatments were widely available. Four, I wanted to wait until after a COVID-19 vaccine became available. Well, for us, it was two. We wanted to get back, but we wanted it to be safe. Uh, so we visited as soon as they reopened with this, the, with the health and safety protocols. Including your most recent visit, approximately how many times have you been to WDW since it opened in 1971? Oh, Lord. This used to be a lot easier for me to answer, but <laughs> holy crap. It says if more than 99 times, just enter 99. So the highest you can go is 99. Uh, if you're uncertain, what's your best guess? I, honestly, I have no idea. Uh, I would say at this point, we're probably, uh, like, just for individual park days, we're over 50, 60, I would imagine. I mean, yeah, you being down there, like, yeah, it, it'd be hard to, to get an exact count on. I mean, we were going, before the virus, we were going every weekend. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 50. Okay. Is this the first time you bought your children under 18, or brought... I, I took the I, I removed the R. Uh, no, it's not the first time we brought our children to Disney. Not counting your most recent visit, what was the month and year of your last visit? It was. Uh, it was also. What are we in? We're in March. It was in March. So we'll put that. Come on, where are the barge questions? <laughs> You're chopping at the bit for that barge question. I cannot wait till we talk about barges. Uh, in what year did you first visit? WDW 1989. What was your most recent visit? Was your most recent visit to Epcot your first ever? No. Not even a little. Of course not. Did you experience a taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival? Did you, yes, I, we experienced it. I mean, how could you not? It's everywhere. If you see a topiary, you experienced it. Ah, okay. Here's some interesting stuff. How big a fan are you of Marvel? And you can rate this from one to five. One being not a fan, five being very big fan. I I mean, I'm a big fan of everything. So I'm a f level five fan of Marvel. <laughs> How big a fan are you of Star Wars? Oh, I wish I could go to six on that one. You don't care for it at all. How big a fan are you of Disney in general? I mean, come on. All fives. Um, are you Hispanic or Latino? Not Hispanic or Latino. What is your race? Again, it's just interesting. Like, why, why do they need that? I don't know. Um, which of the following groups comes closest to your yearly household for income? Again, none of your business. <laughs> yes, Jay, tell us how much you make on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, so now we're, it says survey progress 39%. And they say, thank you very much for your participation so far. We have a few more questions we'd like you to... <laughs> Help us answer. Uh, but we're also respectful of your time. Do you have time? Sure, let's do it. Absolutely. Let the good times roll. 
Okay, which food and beverage locations did you experience? So we're gonna just mark. We did Katsura Grill. There it is. I didn't. I did not do Joy of Tea yesterday. Um, we did do La Cava, and that was it. We did those two. Yeah, you got to go to La Cava and get those twenty-five dollar margaritas. <laughs> it's all part of it. Rate your overall experience at Katsura. I already told you all it was excellent, so we'll put excellent. <laughs> overall experience at La Cava again, excellent. Uh, thinking about your experience at La Cava, what did what did you like most? Um, delicious drinks, de booze. Yeah, so we're just gonna say delicious drinks. What did you like least? Um, that there were barges outside. <laughs> there it is. There yes were barges. I'm literally writing this. <laughs> outside oh yes here it comes we made it 39 percent through on the, the survey and you finally broke the barge seal on the world showcase lagoon oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> did, <laughs> did you shop at mouse gear during your visit to epcot yeah we did during your visit to mouse gear did you use mobile checkout no but there was a cast member that made me aware of it so i didn't use mobile checkout while at mouse gear but i was aware so we're gonna click that one how did you first Why learn? You Why didn't I? Um, I was uh, just, I'm scared of technology. No, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, we were just shopping and I was like, I don't okay, know. All right. Sorry. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. I, Chill out. I, I, I will tell you, this is probably the actual reason. Um, we didn't have a backpack with us yesterday and I know we needed a bag. I mean, we probably mm. could have gotten one anyway. I'm not sure. I, I haven't done it. I need to do it for survey purposes, <laughs> I guess, research purposes. But maybe you get a bag as you exit anyway. I don't know. So I wanted a bag, so we went to the checkout. Okay, fair enough. How did you first learn about mobile checkout? It was a cast member that was in the store saying it. How likely would you be to use the mobile checkout? I'll do it. I definitely will do it. I'm promising you all right now I'm going to do it. <laughs> Why did you decide not to use mobile checkouts? <laughs> oh my god, wow. <laughs> uh, over over uh whoa. My microphone just settle hit me down, in, settle down. My microphone hit me in the face. <clears throat> over attached girlfriend mobile checkout. Let's see. Uh because barges were out on World Showcase Lagoon <laughs> and they soured my mood on mobile checkout. <laughs> Should I say Oh, that? this is the Yes, absolutely. Okay. Commit to the bit. Because the ugly barges <laughs> on World Showcase Lagoon soured <laughs> That's my overall uh, mood. Did you and, put a question mark? And made me less open to new experiences. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the following, uh, if any, did you use during your visit to Epcot? My Disney experience, and uh, we didn't use mobile ordering because I don't, I don't think you can do mobile ordering at Katsura Grill, unfortunately. Which of the following are reasons you did not utilize mobile ordering? It wasn't uh, available. Is it app wasn't working? Couldn't apply. Other. So we'll say not available. At Casper. I'm not going to blame the barges on this one. I was going to say, because mobile ordered is the official <laughs> payment option of barges. <laughs> <laughs> 
please rate the following aspect of my Disney Experience app. It's it's great. I love it. So they're asking accuracy of information, ease of finding information, speed of page loads. All of it's good. It's just a battery drainer. That's the only bad thing. <laughs> Get your fuel rods. <clears throat> How would you rate the number of notifications you receive? Now, here's the thing. I don't know why, but recently I've been getting notifications in triplicate from my Disney experience. I get three of them. I don't know why. Um, so every time I get one, I get it multiple times. So I'm just going to say too many just because of that. But if they, maybe they'll ask me. To, no, they didn't. Oh, well. <laughs> Using the map below for reference, indicate which of the following lands you experienced. We've got Front of the Park, Future World, World Showcase. We did all of it. We did it all. We were all through that. Park. You like to celebrate the entire catalog is what yeah. you're saying. And now they're going to ask us questions about each. Is this too long? This is too much, isn't it? What percentage are we at? Uh, 46. Whew, okay, all right. I know. You feel, know, I feel like we've gone too far to go back. Feel free to Besides, <laughs> chop this up if you want. Uh, well, I was going to say, we already got their download, so, you know, nanner nanner boo boo. That's true. Please rate your overall experience at the front of the park. Excellent. It's all good. Would you rate your overall experience at the front of the park? How would you rate your overall experience with cast members at the front of the park? Excellent. I'm always going to say excellent because cast members are excellent. They truly are. How would you rate the cleanliness? It's also excellent. Thanks to the cast members. Future World. Excellent. Future World cast members. Excellent. Overall cleanliness. Excellent. People were, I will say this. I noticed that people were opening their free go-go squeezes and they were throwing those caps on the ground. That was a shame. Yeah, that's not excellent. Uh, please rate your overall experience in World Showcase. Excellent. Cast members in World Showcase, excellent. And cleanliness, excellent. It's all good. Experience with wait times. It was great yesterday. Like I said, uh, didn't Yeah, 30 wait. minutes, if that's your longest wait for anything, mm, that's some good stuff. Yeah, and they want to know, um, how did the wait times compare to your expectation? expectation? Better than I thought, for sure. What specifically about the wait times made the experience excellent? They were shorter than... <laughs> I thought they would be. And I didn't have to. And they kept me from looking at the board. (laughs) (laughs) Were there any rides you tried to experience that were closed unexpectedly? No. Which rides did you experience? We did all. Okay. So we did Frozen Ever After. We did the Grand Fiesta Tour. We did Journey into Imagination. We did Living with the Land. Uh, We did Test Track and Spaceship Earth. And that's it. Sounds like a good day. Rate your experience with Frozen Ever After. Excellent. Grand Fiesta Tour. I'm going to say very good, and I'll tell them, if they ask me why, it's because the animatronics in the grand finale are still gone. It's just those cardboard cutouts of the three caballeros. I still can't believe they're gone, or they've been gone this long. It's been a long time, yeah. Journey into Imagination with Figment was excellent. Living with Land, excellent. Spaceship Earth, excellent. And Test Track. Should I should I give it a little? I mean, personally, I thought it was excellent, even because even when it stopped, I would say excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, go excellent because you just said you you think it was excellent. Yeah. Which entertainment offerings did you experience? Um, we saw. So they're asking about did we see the Epcot pianist in the World Showplace? We didn't. We did see the Jammeters. We saw Mariachi Cobra. Uh, we didn't see Mickey and Friends tour. That's one of the cavalcades, and we didn't see the Princess Promenade. The Jammeters are always excellent. They're asking specifically. Uh, Mariachi Cobra is excellent. Moving on. What characters did you see? We saw... 
We did see Alice in the UK, and we saw Mary Poppins. We didn't go visit them, but we saw them. So we'll tell them that. We're halfway done, guys. Which, <laughs> which, if any of the following galleries around World Showcase did you visit, um, these are the specific like art installations that they have in World Showcase. And actually, yesterday, we didn't do any of those. So I'm just going to say... Because no. you hate art. Oh, we, we do. We hate art of all types. And barges. And barges. <clears throat> Next. Uh, oh, it says those... Whoa, it jumped to 100%, guys. Those are all the questions we have for you today. In order to provide the most complete picture, we'd like to combine your survey uh, responses you just provided with the information we have on file. I say that's fine. I don't care. Survey completed. They didn't <laughs> ask me about the barges. No, oh, no barge. Oh, I'm, no. Okay. Well, I'm glad I snuck it in in some of those other answers then. Uh-huh. Take that, barges. That yeah, that doesn't seem as crazy in in in, in hindsight, but yeah, wow, yeah, I was I was expecting at least at the end to be like, uh, uh, tell or if if there wasn't anything covered on yeah. this uh, survey, please tell us. Like and a, they usually like do that. Form. They usually yeah. do that. So, dang. Oh, well, at, at least you got in there when when you did to stick it to the barge. <laughs> I want to know. I would love to know what the reaction of the person reading that survey was when they see that. Um, I would actually watch that show on Disney Plus. So. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously had an agenda going into that survey, but that's fine. Yeah, you are anti-barges, I'm thinking. Yeah. So, real quickly, I know I know we've gone long, but let's talk a little bit about Test Track for a minute. Yes, yes. And and what happened to you and Garrett yesterday, I don't know if we've covered this on the podcast in the past, or or you guys might have done it on uh, on one of the live shows, but what attraction do you personally want to get broken down on while you're riding it yeah i would say all of them because i think it's cool i want to get walked <laughs> off my goal is to be walked off of every single attraction if i had to make a top uh three list let's do top three uh one would be like i want to do it midway through like spaceship earth that would be cool Ooh, that would be cool um i want to do i want to get walked off of haunted mansion for sure mm -hmm. um and then i would put number three as this is a bit of a a, a debate here uh, maybe Rise is my number three. I'd like to get walked off of like the middle of Rise. Although, I don't know if the backstage is going to look as cool. Um, I was going to say Living with the Land would be cool. Ooh, ooh. I mean, yeah. It, it, some people have to pay for the tour, but if you're on the uh, right <laughs> exactly. uh, go-round, you can get it for free. Yeah. What about you? What, what do you want to get walked off of? I would, I would put uh, Living with the Land up there. I would put Haunted Mansion and... While I come up with the third one, I will say what I don't want to get walked off of. Any water attraction at all, that, cool. so, that sounds and seems terrible. Yeah, like like Splash Mountain. You don't want your boat to yeah, sink. Yeah, like Splash Mountain. No, thank you. It's like, <laughs> I nope, nope. I will sit in this daggone boat until it gets moving again. Um, uh, same with Jungle Cruise because, well, both of those attractions in the last year, we've seen yeah, uh, right. some sinkage go on. So uh, that's what I don't want to happen. And then uh, I guess for a third one... Maybe Tower of Terror? So I thought about that one too. The weird but thing. But then again, it's like, I don't know if I want to be in a faulty elevator. Yeah. Well, because that's the entire gimmick exactly. of Tower of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought about that as well. But I was thinking the weird thing would be if you're in the, in the first elevator shaft, you'd probably just go down some stairs. 
Exactly, yeah. If you're in the second one, probably same thing. If you're if you happen to be in the fourth dimension, then or fifth dimension, what are they whatever they call it. That would be kind of cool, but I don't know. It, it's it does come to my mind though as one that I wouldn't mind being walked off of. I I I just think it's a cool and the thing about it is, guys, this sounds odd, I know, to talk about, like, what rides do you want to be on when they break down? But the thing about it is, that's the cool, like, unique experience that you can get, especially if you've ridden these rides a bunch of times. It's like, all right, now I want to know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, it would just be a unique story to tell. And by the way, one of my favorite claims to fame is that before it was removed from the Magic Kingdom... I was actually on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and got walked off midway through. Whoa, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was pretty neat. Funny thing is, I've also been walked off of uh, the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which is in the same location. <laughs> so, hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Or there's a cause and effect, and, and you strange. might be be the cause. <laughs> yeah. What about something like, like being walked off of Peter Pan? That could, that could be really Yeah, tricky. that would be interesting. Because, yeah, they'd have to, what would they do, bring a ladder? I don't know. That would be yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, I th- I think it would be a very similar situation. Be like, nope, not budging. Yeah, I'll just hang out. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't. Uh, it it's it wouldn't be as scary as maybe like being stuck on the Skyliner if it totally shut down and they had to like bring out a cherry picker for you to get out. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. You know, but it still would be it still would be freaky. I th- I think like we said, I think those the highest they go is like seventeen feet. That's it. You don't want to fall from 17 feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that, that's not a non-sizable fall. <laughs> yeah. So so yesterday, going back to Test Track, I have never been on Test Track when it's broken down. It's never happened to me. I, and I know, like, Test Track was one of those that was notorious for, especially when it first opened, it was notoriously unreliable. That it, it had a lot of issues. They had, they, they've continued to have to do a lot of maintenance on it. I mean, I have been in the park when Test Track's been down for the day. So I know it happens, uh, but it's just never happened when I've been on it. So this was odd because we we had just like gotten through the first two little um, like test runs of responsiveness. We're going in the corner where they start to do more of like the S turn kind of things, um, and it just the car just stops. And for the first thing I notice is that our car is really loud. Like I don't know, I don't think this had anything to do with the ride stopping. It's just when, when the audio of the, the ride is off, then the only thing that I could pay attention to was the sound of our car, and it was real loud. And it just, eventually, that shut off too. So when that first happened, the cars in front of us were still moving. So that was weird. Um, mm. Yeah, and then we sit there for a couple minutes. I pulled out my phone because I was like, oh, this is cool because they turned the lights on. And I was like, oh, we might be getting evacuated off of test track. So, of course, I got super excited. Um, and I was looking around. But you also, it's its kind of like a feeling of nervousness because you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So, I didn't think we'd be stuck there. I wasn't, like, afraid for my life or safety. It was just like, ooh, what's, what comes next, you know? Uh, so, more like nervous anticipation. So, I start videoing stuff, looking around, trying to get a good view of what it looks like with test track lights on and then they come on the, and make the announcement lights off uh, ride audio back on and then we start moving so we make a couple turns the ride stops again but this time it's just sat still for like i don't know it was probably more like 45 30 seconds at most we start going again 
And then right before, like as you're getting lined up to do the speed test, the car stopped again. And we were just about to like zoom outside. And I was thinking, what happens if you are on that part of the ride and it breaks? Like, does it just slam to a stop? That would suck. Yeah, that would that would create whiplash. <laughs> yeah, I, like because I can't imagine if you were like making your laps around. You know, it gets up to what like sixty five miles an hour or something, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the ride just stops. Like I don't know, and and I didn't see it. I didn't witness it because it didn't stop once we once we got out there. But I just kind of wondered about that because if everything else stops, those cars you would think they would have to because otherwise they're going to zoom around and end up running into the cars in front of other them. cars. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, we sat there and this one was more like, I would say it was like 90 seconds. And so I was like, oh my God, we're, we, we, we'll get walked off right before the best part of the ride. Uh, <laughs> but then just out of the blue, it just started up again. It was so weird though, because every time it stopped, um, the second time it stopped, the ride audio continued as if we were moving through the turns. And, and then like when we started going, there was no ride audio. So that, huh. so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, it was a unique test track experience. I'm glad that it happened just because, again, you know, we've ridden test track, you know, a hundred times and uh, this kind of added a little bit of variety to it. Um, so yeah, it was kind of cool. I, yeah, I, it's a- <laughs> I just, I, and I know while we're talking about this, I know it's like such a weird thing to be like, it was cool to be there when the ride broke, but it is, you know. I mean, you just said it's like you. Uh, this is a ride you've uh, experienced a hundred times. This is going to be the most memorable one, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mm-hmm. I will for sure remember it, and I will hope that someday I can recapture that magic once again. Um, and I know it's probably not unique because I know that other people have you know been on it when it's broken down. Like I said, it's it's one of the uh, higher maintenance rides I think that they have in Epcot and maybe even in Walt Disney World. But but still, still cool to be part of it. And uh, now we just got to set our sights on something else. I think it's cool. You know, um, Frank tells a story of like he was riding Small World and the boat stopped and then they started going backwards. And then um, and then he was walked off of Small World, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on like living with the land. We didn't get walked off, but the boat stopped for a long time and then they did go slightly backwards. Um, Interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just kind of odd, I guess. If if the um, if the ride systems uh, shut down, that usually like propel the boats forward. I don't know if there's some sort of like a a kickback of water flow that causes the boats to start going backwards a little bit. But they hmm. ended up they ended up having to reset living with the land while I was on it. Like they shut the power totally off, turned it back on, and then it, the old the old classic shut it off, turn it back <laughs> on, and then it worked. And and but I will say it gets very hot in the greenhouse if you're stuck in there for a while. I mean, it is a greenhouse, yeah. So, <laughs> so, but it's still it was still pretty cool. But I, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get walked off. But it did break down while I was on it. So, like like when when the lights come on an attraction like that, I think that would just be a little jarring. Like, yeah, like, like 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 you talk about like the anticipation of what comes next and what's happening. Like like I definitely get that. It's like uh, somebody posted a video of going through like Space Mountain with the lights on. Holy crap, that is something I wish I had never seen because at least for me it's like like I always feel like I'm about to get decapitated going yeah. through the dark on Space Mountain. Seeing it with the lights on, yeah, I understand why I feel like I'm about to get decapitated because, like, like, 
Ugh. I know. It, ugh, just, just thinking about it freaks me out. It's like, I think I might be at the point where, you know, I'm good on Space Mountain in the future. Wow. I like my head attached where it is. And plus, every time I get off that ride, it's like, okay, I got to go lay down for 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. See, I, I get that. I, I do get it. It's, Space Mountain's one of my favorite attractions. So I, I sometimes do, you know, it's, as I continue to advance into my middle age, um, I sometimes feel sore uh, a little bit when I get off of Space Mountain, but I, I love that ride so much that I feel like I'm going to put myself through it. Um, <laughs> I just, I just have to. I just have to. My entire body hurts after getting off that ride because I'm hunched over and my body is like every muscle was like you know in action. It's like trying not to die on that ride because I think my head's going to get just lopped off. Yeah, I get it. Would you, if you had the option, would you walk through like the the queue and then the exit area to get that Space Mountain feel? If you could like just do kind of a walk through and pa- and bypass the ride, would you do that? I think so. Depending on the weight, like especially coming out of Space Mountain, I like the little little bouncy yeah. ramp uh, to to get out of it. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd wait. You know, like. If it was a very busy day, park at capacity, it's like a two-hour wait to, to ride Space Mountain. I don't know if I'd wait two hours to, you know, not ride Space Mountain. But, but yeah, like, I think I'd do that. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, if they had an alternate lane, like, you know, you don't have to wait for it. You just do a, a nice little walk through. Um, because I think the Space Mountain queue is awesome. It's dark. It's cool. It's got great music. And... It's got the cool like uh, space windows that you get to look out of, and it's all it's all good. So that's one of those that I would consider doing the queue and skipping the ride, possibly. But I do love the ride. So I don't know if there are many other rides that I would say that for. I mean, it's possible that I would. No, I love Tower of Terror too much. I would have to ride that one. Tower of Terror, definitely. Uh, Haunted Mansion for me. Um, hmm. Millennium Falcon, maybe? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. If you could yeah. just hang out in the cabin there for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Dang, they, they need to serve drinks in that cabin. I would just <laughs> hang out there all day. <laughs> oh, Okay, so this is not this is not a bad idea. Imagine if they had, like, instead of Ogas, you have the experience of boarding the Millennium Falcon, and each, like, there are several hallways, kind of like they have now when you do the ride, the Smuggler's Rod ride, where you go down these different hallways and it takes you into a cabin where maybe there are only a handful of tables. And you all you get to sit in one, maybe you even get to play space chess. You get to have some drinks, and you just get to hang out. That would be great. Sign me up. Oh my god, yes, please. That'd be that'd be awesome. awesome. Yeah, I'd do it. And maybe you get to try on a few of Lando's capes while you're there. I mean, you would have to. He has like nine million capes. <laughs> That's why he has to keep constantly doing jobs. He spent all of his money on space capes. Yeah, huge cape budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'll, I'll stop reciting my uh, my weird, you know, Disney fanboy wishes on this episode. We'll save them for now. Later. That 
that's it, it was fun and plus i mean where where else are you gonna uh wax poetic as you so eloquently <laughs> said about stuff like this other on the monday morning monorail and this is the actual monday morning that's monorail right. dropping on a monday that's right thanks for letting me drop in buddy i again i appreciate you kind of taking the the stern here that's that's not right the stern is the back <laughs> of a ship isn't it I don't know. I'm no boatologist. I don't know. I I should stay in my lane and not try to quote maritime terminology. Um, I appreciate you taking the mic and um, leading the monorail here while we're on a bit of a, a pause of the regular show. But I just want to I want to tell everybody out there, plans are to come back and come back soon. I think right now we're tentatively saying we'll be back first part of May. So, um, in, in the meantime, Landon, I, you know, you're, you're dropping the shows and I appreciate what you're doing and, and maybe, maybe we'll be able to do like an official episode 150 before May. We just have to have everybody on board and back in town. Cause right now half of the Monorail family's out of town. So didn't want to do it today. That's why, that's why we had, the I not, understand. Not uh, well, I'll just go ahead and let my dancers, you can go home. Your checks in the mail. Jay will take care of you. Now, he'll. T- I'm not paying you. You didn't perform. Did- I have some very uh, mouthy dancers off screen right now <laughs> that I'm going to have to deal with after we. Hey, but buddy, glad to do it. Um, we've. I can't believe we've almost. Well, if you count every episode mm-hmm. we've done, we've done well over yeah. 150. But the fact that we're approaching the numbered episode of 150, I think, is very cool. And I didn't want to let the momentum die before we hit this magnanimous occasion. Yeah, we got to get the entire crew back for something. So uh, glad to keep the momentum going. Uh, Jay, where can the lovely listeners find and follow you and your lovely family? Well, we have simplified everything. So now you can find us at Morning Monorail basically everywhere. Our email is still mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. But everywhere else, we're talking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The website is morningmonorail.com. Super simple. And I do want to say for those of you that have reached out, We've gotten messages on Twitter. We've gotten emails. We've even gotten calls to the voicemail. We've gotten Facebook messages. So much outpouring of love and support, and it really means so much coming from you guys. So just know, I may not have responded to everyone directly because there have been so many, but I really do appreciate it. It's not falling on deaf ears. We love all you guys. Everything's all right, and hopefully we'll be back soon. Yeah, looking forward to the uh, return of the morning monorail. Uh, follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Don. I'm the best, Landon Don, not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time, um, even though you probably heard a lot of me uh, during what I'm dubbing the Poochie era of the morning monorail podcast. Uh, I run a website, buttmuchchips.com, buttmuchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's where you can find exclusively posted episodes of really old crap that I don't know why I continue to advertise. So in lieu of that, head on over to the iTunes store and search for Near Fall Radio, a podcast on the sweet science of professional wrestling hosted by myself and Will Rab. We will have a new episode dropping any day now. And and we just uh, went, back, went past the 20th anniversary of WCW World Championship Wrestling closing their doors and being bought by Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the WWE. So myself and Will Rab looked back on not only the legacy of WCW, but also 20 years after the fact, is it a good thing or a bad thing that the WWE was able to buy 
WCW and by their competition. So uh, looking forward to getting that episode out there. Uh, but if you want to hear that, definitely subscribe to Near Paul Radio and uh, leave us a five-star review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. So, uh, Jay, it's been fun. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, man. Happy to do it. Um, again, all, all thanks to you. You are the man right now and and i feel like the show is in good hands while you're in charge so keep the light on and we'll be back soon i feel like this is this is the part of the teenage mutant ninja turtles musical where they had to go into hiding but they're like we'll be back (laughs) that's that's what we're doing right now it's appropriate because much like michelangelo i love pizza and that's on the uh menu for lunch so uh i do believe it's pizza time. So for the Monorail family, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you all so much for joining us on the Morning Monorail podcast. And uh, I'm going to borrow and do what I did last week. I'm going to close it with the Bill and Ted quote. Be excellent to each other, y'all. Take care. We'll see you next week. Party on, dudes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time. said it Uh uh-oh lost it again oh boy hey (laughs) we're almost done we're almost there (laughs) come on zoom come on zoom you can do it 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 come on zoom you can do it bring it home zoom oh it totally crashed Okay, well, Landon, uh, if you're hearing this, I'll just let uh, let you finish it out. I think maybe I lost the Wi-Fi. I think I lost the Wi-Fi this time. Feel free to add my Zoom song as a as a hidden sound if you'd like. Um, I'm gonna send you a little text message right now and say, uh, I think I lost internet. Uh, that's unfortunate because we were so close. It's almost like riding test track and the car stopping right before you get to do the fun part right at the end. Uh, Interest? No, internet. Um, Let's see if that... ah, I sent the message. Maybe Zoom's having a tough day today. I don't know. Um, Let's sing a little more of that Zoom song. You can do it. You can do it. Come on, Zoom. You can do it. Put your mind to it. Zoom, baby, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Push on through and get through it. You can do it. Hey. Are we back? Okay, yeah. I'm singing I'm singing Zoom songs. <laughs>